0: I'm Jasmine. I'm Alyssa. I'm Rhiannon. And this is Books Between Between Sisters. Sisters. in sync. <laughs> Maybe we are it's just back me on
1: Discord, guys.
0: Uh, the struggle is real. Yes, the sickness is unrelenting. Mm. But that's okay. We will get through this. <laughs> well, what have you guys been up to? Being sick. <laughs> <laughs> it's a
1: bunch of well, not me. I'm the only one that's not sick.
2: Yeah. Not sure.
0: Well, I'm not sick either. Uh, Devin and Ashlyn were really sick this past week and somehow I made it unscathed. So oh, I'm very thanks. happy about that.
2: Hey, yeah. Zach has been but, sick, but I haven't caught it.
0: Good. Yeah, the stuff that's going around is just like really bad. Um, my I had a hairstyle hair appointment for Ashlyn and the hairstylist text and was like i'm really sick with the flu i'm gonna have to reschedule and she's like my doctor said that the flu is like almost as bad as covid with the symptoms and how fast it's spreading i was like yeah we had it like last month and it was really bad so
1: yeah flu season good times covid still here all kinds of fun stuff
0: yep I'm ready to, like, homeschool Ashlyn, because I feel like we've got every single thing that's yeah. going around. Ugh. Like, I'm really glad she didn't go to school when COVID started, because we absolutely would have got it right away. Yeah. <laughs> Probably.
1: Well, I think they, like, they pretty quickly shut schools down and went virtual, I feel like.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we would have survived. But... But yeah, well, a whole lot of nothing, (laughs) a whole lot of nothing to report. Yeah. We're we've been sick and that's that. (laughs) Uh, We had a deep freeze on Friday. That was pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, that was scary.
0: Yeah. Have you guys been on TikTok and seen videos (laughs) of like people slipping and sliding in Seattle? Yes. I'm like, why are you even
1: out? There's I know. no way I would be like, yeah, I'm sorry. My minimum wage is not worth me <laughs> risking my life to go to work today.
0: No, and there were so many people trying to drive up hills. That's where yeah. the big, you know, issues happen. And then people trying to walk up hills. And there, I saw one video where the lady was literally having to, like, grab onto things, like, you know, <laughs> in a... Um, I'm trying to think of like a context where that's happened, but like she's grabbing onto the fence and pulling herself up, and then she grabbed onto a a trash can and a- the side of a garage to like pull herself up. It was that's so funny. funny.
1: I saw one where it was like police officers; they were trying to help oh, yeah. people, but then they were sliding yeah. down the hills and
0: yeah, firefighters, I saw that too. and yeah, it was, was a like, mess. yeah, I ain't going yeah. nowhere. I had to go out once that day, but I waited till about like one o'clock and it was pretty it was fine by then. Yeah. Um but I had to go into Target to the to the um pharmacy there and walking across that parking lot was actually pretty slippy yeah. still, just being on foot and they had a paramedic standing in there because <laughs> obviously they were waiting for people to, to fall and need help. So our kind yeah. of target. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, we only, I only
1: went out once too. I had a doctor's appointment that day. I was really tempted to like uh, reschedule it, but I'm like, doctor's appointments are so far out right now that I'm like, I have, yeah, I might as well go in. Um, But yeah, it was, it wasn't too bad because I think my doctor's appointment was later in the day. Um, And by that time, Like, our car was completely frozen. Like, it was an icicle. There's no (laughs) way we were taking our car. And it's a sports car, so there's no way right? we were even attempting that. So, Dad had to, he came to the rescue and he brought me, so.
0: Oh, that's cool. That's good. Well, we are back this week with another book. And it's our first episode of the 2023 year. I cannot believe that we are in 2023. Yeah, it's crazy. What in the world happened?
2: I don't know. It like went by in a flash.
0: We are almost three years from the start of the pandemic. That's
2: crazy.
0: That blows yeah. my mind.
2: I remember when song. it first started. Yeah, it's like, I remember because that was when Zach and I came back from our honeymoon trip. And then as soon as we got back, everything had just flipped upside down. Yeah, mm-hmm. everyone, I was like what's going on and I called mom and mom's like I don't know if you guys are going to be able to get home because we were in California still and I was like what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was I know.
1: crazy. And like the crazy thing too was that once we went into like quarantine, it seemed like there was going to be like no end to it. I know. It was forever. It was like well, a whole funny. year. Was
0: I know. like lost <laughs>
1: To just well it's funny too,
0: because I remember towards like the beginning that they had somewhere near our house set up a quarantine zone for people. And I was and you know, you thought that maybe people were gonna have to go to this quarantine zone, but then that changed and I don't know. It was a wild time. We had no idea what was gonna happen. And now here we are three years later almost. It's just crazy. crazy. But anyways, we are in 2023 and um, well, when this episode posts, (laughs) but um, we have our first book of the year, which is the program program is by Suzanne Young. So we're kind of throwing it back again uh, to, uh, you know, young adult time. And I want to say this book came out around the same time as the uglies uh no maybe
1: maybe a more little recent. later. yeah
0: yeah later 2013 that's crazy i didn't think that um it came out that late but really that's 10 years ago so it's still it's still a throwback yeah for, for sure. sure yeah she um, has
1: a whole series
0: out there's so many books there's mm-hmm. what five five other books so six in total
1: i think so
0: yeah it's um, quite the series. I will admit that I have not read all of them. But actually, and I think this was the first time reading this book. I've, you know, known of the program, but I don't think I ever stopped and read it. So, um, but I believe this was a Rhiannon pick.
2: No, I this think was, it was. No. Yeah, I think was like a big time. Alyssa's. Alyssa yeah yeah All and right. I've only
1: read the first two. I haven't read anything beyond that um because i'm I'm not quite sure what the the rest of them are about. It seemed like the after the second book she kind of wrapped up at least this story so i I don't know where she goes from there, but yeah, I've she only must read go the, somewhere yeah <laughs> there's
0: five five the six total books, yeah. Um, but I do just want to put a disclaimer out there, uh, like a trigger warning disclaimer out there that this, uh, book does have the topic of suicide. So if, um, continue, proceed to listen at your, uh, discretion with that. Um, but we are going to talk a little bit about the program. So, um, just a quick, like, little overview about this book. Um, Suicide has been identified as an epidemic among teenagers. So, um, you know, you're uh, basically like through puberty, I feel like is what they focus on until you turn 18, which what I gathered from the book was that The reason why at 18 is because you're now a legal adult and can technically decide to um, commit suicide if you would like to. Um, But until then, they're trying to grab hold of teenagers and their emotions and puberty and all that comes with being a teenager. So to combat this, they have what's called the program, which is being piloted by various states and also going international because this is an international epidemic and um, the program has been um, being used as a course of treatment. And um, and so we're following the story of Sloan, who um, she's been affected by the epidemic and that her brother has, um, committed suicide. She also, um, has had a friend that was showing signs of depression and had to go into the program. And so it's really just following, um, you know, her and her experiences with what's going on. And it's really sad because they can't even show any emotions. So, you know, you get the sense that, you know, you can't be yourself, And you can't cry. You can't, you know, talk about sad things. You really have to be careful who you talk to because anybody can uh, refer you to the program. Or the program is always watching because they have people uh, around the school, too, that are observing behaviors.
1: Yeah. So that's
0: kind of where we're at. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I wanted to ask you guys kind of leading into that. um, Do you think that the program is actually really necessary or do you believe it actually contributes to the spread of depression and suicides due to, you know, these teenagers are scared to have any sort of
0: emotions? I think it absolutely contributes to the problem because I feel like um, a couple of the people in the book that did end up committing suicide or attempting to The reasons were because they were either scared of the program or they literally could not express their emotion in any way. Mm -hmm. You know, you couldn't talk to your parents. You couldn't uh, talk to a counselor even because the counselor would refer you to the program if you ended up showing signs of it. So, you know, it's kind of a weird concept because you think about they've diagnosed it as an epidemic so it's something that, for whatever reason, has been identified as a widespread and, you know, substantial thing. But I'd be curious to know, like, I wonder what the circumstances were that ca- is causing that to be a higher higher rate of suicide than what would be normal. Right. Um because definitely, I think the program perpetuates it. But it's also like, why is this such a huge issue in the first place? So, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah.
1: So also, like, I think seeing the your friends come out of the program plays a big role into why Sloane and a lot of the characters in this book are so terrified of it because their friends go in and then they come out, have absolutely no memory of who you are any um you know past memories you've made together and it's almost like they're a completely blank slate which i mean would terrify me too because i mean the memories are so precious and to like see somebody who's just not even themselves anymore I feel like that would also also plays a big part into why these kids are like no, I would rather die than go through that myself because it just seems like you're you're an empty shell at that point. Um
2: What do you think, Rhi? I agree with everything that you guys have been saying. It's I think it definitely contributes to the suicide rate. I mean, we see it throughout the book like There are some characters who, they weren't suicidal, but they brought them in because they showed emotion. Like, they showed sadness. And so I feel like because it's it can just completely wipes you out as a person, like Alyssa was saying, people would rather just die at that point. Because it's like, I can't know my friends anymore. If people had, you know, relationships, like romantic relationships, they're not going to know me anymore. Like... The only people that you would know are your immediate family, like your parents, you know. And even then, if something traumatic happened with your parents, you wouldn't know. You right. know, they take away everything from you. So, yeah, it's it definitely contributes to what's happening.
1: That's terrifying. Well, I want to lighten it up a little bit and ask you guys a question. Who? What team are you on, James or Realm?
0: I'm on Team James. Realm I'm, is just kind of weird to me.
2: I, I'm I also on Team James only because with Realm, I think he has really good intentions. And I think he does truly care about her. But he also, there's just so much about him that we know now that it's like, it would just be weird for them to be together.
1: Yeah. I felt, so, I really liked Realm's character um, until a little bit later into the book when I just felt like after he he knew that she had this connection with James that was so strong that even after she comes out of the program, there's something in her heart that still is like, she doesn't know exactly what it is, but she knows that she loves somebody. And he kept pursuing her after that. And it got to the point where I'm like, okay, this is bordering kind of creepy <laughs> at this point. Yeah. So I'm like, I was I I mean, I still like Realm as a character, but I'm just like his relationship with Sloane is just a like just borderline like mm, this is this is kind of creepy. So I'm definitely Team James, too. Um, But I also wanted to ask a follow-up question to that. So do you think that James and Stallone's relationship is genuine? Or do you think that... I know they got together before um, Miller died. But do you think that they would have lasted had he still been alive? Or do you think that um, they're staying together as like a coping mechanism because they both have this similar loss in common
0: I think that it's genuine um because and obviously for all of our listeners this podcast has spoilers so (laughs) (laughs) um continue listening if you would like to or stop and grab a copy of the book read it and then come back and listen in but um I think it's genuine because, you know, we see towards the end when Sloan gets out of the program, James had already been through the program, and they just had that connection. Like, it was undeniable. They didn't know each other anymore because, again, they'd been wiped out of each other's memories, but there was just some kind of invisible string like Taylor Swift's song um, that was connecting them together. And they didn't even know of their connection yet at that point. And then when they did identify the connection, they still didn't really know why they were connected. Um, they just knew that there was a person connecting them. And so I, you know, I think it's also because the way that they had started their relationship was they were at the river that they all they both um and her brother um loved and um at the end the same scenario played out uh, which is where um James liked her and he had bought a little plastic ring out of a machine and had it in his pants and she had the same thought of like you know he's skinny dipping kind of um in the river i'm going to steal his clothes And she does that and the ring drops out. And that was exactly what had happened the first time. And so I just think that, you know, it was, I don't want to say it was meant to be because, you know, circumstances. But I think that they definitely do have a genuine connection based off of that.
2: I think that their relationship was just very, like you said, connected, but very strong with emotion. Because throughout the book, like... Even when she was sent into the program, like, the one thing that she's like, I don't want to forget is James. Like, that's the one thing I don't want to forget. That and also her brother as well. And that's why she stashed the picture. is because she's like, no, I want, this is what, this is, these are the only things I want to remember. And I think because she had so strongly had those feelings for James, and I think because James also had strongly had those feelings for her as well, is the reason why they were connected outside of the program after they both had lost a memory because like there's there's really no other like reason because they both had those feelings but they didn't know why but it's literally because of how strong they they felt for each other before going into the program they like they loved each other and it's like even taking the memories away you still have the feeling of this person is so important to me i can't remember why but this is this isn't this person's important yeah
1: yeah I thought that was really interesting part of the book what that they still had their emotions, even if they didn't have their memories and how they kind of talked about how those things were separated. so I thought that was
0: really cool it's it makes me sad though because at the beginning where we learned that one of their you know sloan and James friends Lacey, had went into the program. They also had a friend, Miller, who was her boyfriend, and uh, when she came out of the program, he was obsessed with like, you know, I want her back and uh, want to see if she remembers me, and when he tried to approach her, she didn't remember him at all and actually like freaked out um, whenever he would try to approach her. So I'm like, oh, that's so sad because they're, you know, clearly their emotions weren't as strong as what Sloan and James had.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that that really gutted me, too. I really wanted her to remember, at least, have those emotions so that he could... And it didn't really talk about, like, because we don't see it from their perspective. So maybe she did have those emotions, but she didn't quite know how to deal with that. Like, because it even talked about, like, James... He he obviously had those emotions towards Sloane as well, but he didn't verbalize it. He just, he acted weird around her, and she didn't know why he was acting weird. So, I would like to think that she <laughs> she did have those emotions. She just didn't know how to express them, and she, I mean, obviously, it's probably really scary to, like come out with no memories and now all of a sudden this guy is coming up to you and like do you remember me like so i'd like to think that they did but
0: who but knows? it's still a sad ending yeah it's still a very <laughs> because, sad ending um the boyfriend could not handle that so he ended up and again uh the program causing this mm-hmm. issue to still happen uh when he couldn't handle the sadness he felt with her not remembering him yeah.
1: All right, guys. So
0: I want to know, did you guys
1: know that realm worked for the program?
2: Absolutely not. I had no. a feeling he was somehow connected because of like like probably halfway through the book. I don't remember exactly where, but it's when he started doing things for her where like he had gotten her McDonald's and I was mm-hmm. like you can't even leave the facility. How did you do that? And it's like things like that, like small things that he would do for her, where I'm like, this is really weird. Like, you're supposed to be a patient. How are what? And then eventually it kind of clicked where it's like, oh, okay. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. I mean, I picked up obviously on that too with
0: him being able to get away with things and you know staff kind of stepping carefully around him but for some reason my mind did not go to him working for the program but that he was maybe like the son of the doctor or somebody that created the program (laughs) i don't know why he had
1: like some connections
0: (laughs) yeah like you know he was there because yeah he's the child of them and
1: celebrity patient (laughs) basically that's what i (laughs) thought
0: for some reason you know because the the one guy that was very um bad, you know, abusive Roger. towards Sloane. Um, he was scared of yeah, he was scared of uh, realms. I'm like, I really feel like he must be the child of somebody that he's like, oh, I can't, you know, touch this guy.
1: I mean, I like that theory. Like, I can see how you came to that conclusion. That that would have made sense too. But yeah. I think um. The moment that it clicked for me, not necessarily that Realm was in the program, it just kind of led to that. But when Sloane got out and the other people that she was playing BS with were still in the program. And I'm like, how did they get there before her, but she's leaving before them? That doesn't Mm -hmm. make any sense. So I was like... That's really, like, and it didn't talk about them not making progress or anything. It, he, uh, Realm literally said, oh, they're going to be out in, you know, X amount of weeks or whatever. So it wasn't like they weren't making progress. So I was like, that's kind of, that's interesting. And that at the end, you realize, oh, yeah, they're, they're all a part of it. So I was like, that, that was crazy to me. All right. So talking about Roger. Ugh. Um, what is one memory that you would hate to lose the most? Is there one that stands out for you guys?
0: I mean, I can't think of a specific, I mean, that's such a hard question to hold on to Mm -hmm. just one memory, but I feel like I'd want to not forget people, you know, certain people, so, any of my family you know like I wouldn't want to to lose that so I liked Sloan's theory you know idea of stashing away the picture but it's interesting because they didn't take away every single one of her memories so you still remember your parents or you know anybody that they feel like isn't contributing to your depression mm-hmm. so I feel like that part would be okay you know I wouldn't lose you guys or you know Devin or Ashlyn, depending on what the you know the reason why they thought I was depressed. So I don't, I can't answer that question. I feel
2: like. <laughs> I mean, even if they, if that particular person was contributing to your depression, they still don't take away the person completely. Because like with Sloane, they didn't take her memory of having a brother, but they took away his death.
0: Mm-hmm. So she still but because had... James was still alive, they took away James completely. I feel
2: like. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I but. think it was interesting
1: because they had her focus on talking about um, like bad memories and then they mostly had her talking about James um, because I think that they knew or that that's what they thought was the the leading, um, you know, issue. So after she was talking about him for a while, then it, like, it's interesting how the pills work because then they had her take a final pill that was supposed to kind of latch on to, like, all the memories of James and then, like, the the bad memory of her also, um, of Miller and of Brady as well. So I thought that was, I don't know, like, the way that the, the pills work is still something that I can't wrap my mind around. I'm like, that's so weird how, like, it, but it's weird also because it kind of made sense how he explained it. I was like, oh, right. okay. <laughs> like, like, who thinks of something like that? Or I how know. she explained it, sorry.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Very interesting.
1: So, um, so do you think that Realm went over the line when he made Salone forget he worked for the program? Or do you think his actions were justified?
0: you know you want to say
2: something right (laughs) i i that's hard because like when you really think about it that that's how like that's his livelihood that's what he does you know well he was forced into it actually that's true but if he didn't have that he wouldn't know what to do that's why he was still willing to do it because he's like i have i have nothing else in life like i don't know what else to do with my life if he didn't have you know if he didn't work for the program what else what else would I do? That's his whole thing. And I guess he cared about it so much that he was willing to to do that to Sloane. But honestly, yeah. it's sorry, it's I if I were in his shoes, I probably cause from his mindset, he did he doesn't think he was forced into it. Obviously, because he was willingly doing it. So I would probably do the same thing if I like my the risk to betraying some the people running the program or you know doing my job you know and making sure that it's secure am I remembering it incorrectly because I feel like there was some reason
0: that he was being forced to do it for a couple of years and then he was going to be able to be free of it oh did I read it wrong
1: that's a good question. I actually don't remember. I feel like I don't know if he, there was a reason that he was forced to do it. I think that he was just like a model patient and then they're just like, "Hey, what else are you going to do with your life?" And he was like, "Good point." And he started working for the program. That's how I remember, but I don't know for sure. I feel like that that kind of they kind of didn't talk a lot about that so that's why it's not really sticking out to me
2: all i remember is that he said something about how he's he either didn't have his parents anymore or he didn't have a connection with them and he didn't know his friends anymore and so he had no reason to go back into the world
1: yeah there's like like nothing in his life he had nothing to lose because he didn't remember anybody and didn't have anybody yeah i think that was what it was re is that he just had nobody to go back to and so that was why he just started working for the program
0: i'm gonna have to look back because i i really feel like we're missing something (laughs) but
2: um, i don't know either way from his perspective i can see why he would do it but from a reader's perspective i don't think it was right for him to do
0: yeah, and I, I and there are people obviously that really do believe in the program and that it is, you know, a a necessary thing to um to do to to prevent somebody from uh committing suicide. So Rum really does believe in the program. I mean, we continue to learn that throughout the book, uh, especially towards the end when you know, things kind of start falling apart for Sloane and James. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it, it's like a moral dilemma I feel like he was having to face so you know from his shoes he probably you know feels like he's doing the right thing but then you know emotions come into play and when you start liking somebody that kind of throws things up in the air so
1: yeah I think it's interesting though that um, even if these people who believe in the program Another issue with it is these handlers who they're obviously not, either they're not vetting or they're not keeping a close enough eye on or, or yeah, paying attention to enough because people like Roger, who are taking advantage of these patients, these, these girls, are able to continue doing this. And it seems like he'd been doing it for quite a while. Because I think Realm said something about, like, um, I don't know exactly how he phrased it, but he said something about, and the other girls. Um, So, it's really unfortunate that the people who are in charge of making sure that this works aren't actually, you know, making sure that the people that they have, or they're hiring, are good people.
2: Who are actually going to help as well? I have a yeah. question for you guys. I don't know. I'm assuming that this is how it works, but I don't know for sure. Do they just put one patient in each p- facility? That's what I was just wondering
0: because I'm like, you know, at the end, you find out that obviously Realm was part of the program, all the p- friends that were playing cards are the girl that supposedly had taken quick death which is mm-hmm. you know a a formula that allows you to die quickly um you know she was part of the the facility that Sloane was at so i feel like everybody that was there was in on it so i don't know but it know. seems like that's such a hard thing to just do one person at a time yeah. so i
1: i feel like well i guess it would depend on how many people they have at one time but i feel like it can't just be one patient per and and they she did talk about like she was looking around and she saw other people there who you know were looking like she was just you know they were mad and upset at being there and then there was that group of, of friends who were sitting around the table so i think that what i got from it was that there are more than just one person there who's going through the program, but the group that's sitting at the table only draws in like the more, what they think are the more difficult patients, the people who Mm -hmm. need more assistance to get through the program. Um, And that's why they targeted Sloan because they knew that she, she fought her way, you know, or she tried to fight her way out. And also, before she went into the program she did cut herself so they're like oh she is in a really bad state so we need somebody to assist her that's kind of what I gathered from it yeah yeah I guess that makes sense so at the end of the book Salone is presented with kind of a dilemma so this whole like after she's out of the program and then she starts to find out that She has this connection with James, um, and they find Realm. Sloane is asking Realm if there's a way that she could get her memories back, and he's like, No. But then James kind of calls him out and he's like, That wasn't really convincing. I feel like you're lying to us. And so then Sloane is trying to get Realm to tell her how she might possibly get her memories back. And at the end of the book, She actually meets his sister, um, who tells her that Rome had to leave. He had an assignment, um, but he left something for her. And it was this orange pill that actually brings back your memories. So it is possible. Would you guys take that orange pill to restore all your memories? Or do you think it's better to just start over and make new memories once they're gone? What, What do you think you guys would do? Honestly,
2: I think it oh sorry, yes. <laughs> Go for it. I think it depends because I think I would I wanna say I would be somewhat clever like Sloan and keep something of importance to me close or hidden so that the the handlers wouldn't find it when cleaning out your room. But like if I was in Sloane's position where I, I had a picture of like my brother who passed away. And in this picture is this guy who I have a really strong connection with, but I have no idea why. Something like that, I feel like maybe I would only if I was able to have another one. Because like Sloane was saying at the very end of the book, if she took the memories, that's great. But now she has all these memories, but the person she loves doesn't you know, so it's, it's kind of like a, if we could both get our memories back, yeah, I would take that orange pill. But if it were just one of us, I would probably be like, no, let's just start a new connection and make memories from here. Because there'd be no reason for one of us to have a connection, you know, and remember everything, but then the other not. Right. Yeah, I I mean, it's
0: hard because it's such a, we know in our reality, like, yeah, obviously take all your memories back because, you know, just because you feel sad thoughts doesn't mean you're, you know, going to go that far. Um, But they don't know that in their position. They just know that they are being told that they were at that point. Um, But all memories of it have been wiped away. So they don't know how severe actually they were feeling or, you know, what memories were causing it. So it's just, yeah, it's such a catch 22 for that. And then also what you were saying where you would like, your memories are back, but then you have all of those good feelings and thoughts and memories. And James wouldn't be able to connect with that. So yeah, it's an interesting dilemma.
1: Yeah, she actually ends up putting the pill in her pocket at the end of the book. So do you think that she is going to hide this from James? Do you think she's going to tell James? And
2: What would you guys do? I'm going to let you go go first this time.
0: No, all I was going to say is I feel like I can't answer that question because I did start reading a little bit of the next book.
2: No. <laughs> I have not. Uh, I think that he will eventually tell him, I don't know at what point, but I think she'll eventually discuss it with him. I would do the same thing if I had this pill, you know, that could bring back all of my memories. I, yeah, I would definitely mention it and be like, Hey, what do you think we should do about this? Because if you guys do talk about it and you like, yeah, one of us should take it that way. One of us, you know, has at least the cherished memories then that would be, you know, a decision that you guys can make together, but definitely. Yeah. Bring it up.
1: Well, you have to think, too, like, from the, the her perspective is she knows that she has this connection with James, but she doesn't have any of their memories, right? So she doesn't know how serious they were, how strong their relationship was. She just knows that he was somebody who was important to her in her past. So to have this pill that will bring back your memories, that's something that could be something potentially very dangerous to have because there's a whole you know group of people who have lost their memories who probably want would take that orange pill you know without second thought so i think that would be the thing that i would think about is yes i i know there's a connection with this guy but i don't really know him so maybe it is better for me to just kind of keep it to myself right now until yeah. i can kind of figure out where his head is at. Um, because, you know, last thing you want to do is put yourself in in a dangerous situation. Um, I have one more question, though. So the whole time that Sloane's going through the program, um, Realm is very protective of her. When he finds out that she took um, a pill from Roger that allowed her to save a memory, he told her not to take it, He told her he got upset when he found out she did take it. And then even after she comes out of the program and she finds out that there is a pill to restore your memories, he's saying, you don't want to take it. It's very dangerous. You know, you know, I don't want you to to do that. But then he gives his sister the pill to give to Sloane. So what do you think his motivation was behind doing that when he was so resistant as to to do it before do you think it was guilt do you think because of you know what he did to her do you think it was out of love his love for her or do you think maybe he was also jealous of James and so he wanted to give her something that James couldn't
2: I think it might have been a a lot of things altogether because like Jasmine was saying he truly does believe in the program so He doesn't know her as a person besides what she was in the program. So when he read her chart, it said that she tried to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. So he, from his perspective, she's someone who was in a really bad state before the program, who is now attached to this guy who has also went through the program for whatever reason. I think it was a little bit for protection, but I think it also might have been a little bit because he was jealous of James as well because he also did have those feelings for her and tried pursuing it even outside the program. So I, I think it was just a mixture of things.
0: Yeah. It's so hard to know the motivation because it's, it's happening at the point where, you know, the program is really out there searching for um, both Sloan and James and, It's interesting because, you know, even if she took the pill and got all of her memories back, that doesn't do anything for the future. You know, that's all the past. I guess the only thing I can think of is it would give her... No, because she knew the doctor still, like, after taking that last pill. So, I don't know. I really don't see what motivation there would be for that. You know, it doesn't do her any it doesn't make a difference i feel like for moving forward other than you know getting her memories back that she would love to have back and so again going back to that motivation of he just wanted to give her what she wanted basically
1: yeah i really i i kind of agree i think it was almost almost a selfish kind of giving because he was like oh if i give her this then maybe she'll love me because right. that's this is what she wants. This is what she's been asking for. Um and I feel like it just again, it's borderline kinda creepy that he's doing whatever he can to, to make try to make her love him. Um and you know, at the same time I, I I do feel there's like a little part of me that feels really sad for him because I'm like, you know, he, he loves her because he got to know her through the program and he knew he, he became very protective because he was he, he saw her chart and saw what she'd been through and um but like coming from perspective of Salone when she has no memories of her past or anything it is kind of weird to be around somebody who knows more about you than you know about yourself right and so I just feel like his actions are just just really weird
0: yeah yep i didn't love his character that's for sure
1: (laughs) well those are all the questions i had did you guys have any any questions
0: no you had really great questions so you know this obviously was a heavier topic of a book, and um, you know that is not lost on any of us. I know, mm-hmm. and and so um, you know, just because we are on the topic, um, I just kind of want to say, you know, if if you have um, been struggling with any you know suicidal thoughts or need somebody to talk to, um, there is that U.S. National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, which you can call anytime, twenty four seven. 365 days a year. Um, and it's the 800-273-TALK. So again, 800-273-8255. Um, so I do
1: have a few people that I have in mind for casting. I wasn't able to come up with somebody for all the characters. Um, but I do have a few. So it was interesting because I was talking to Ree And we have like the same... Book like cover, but on the back, mine has like Salone and James, like, like a what is it? A drawing of them, I guess. Cute. Well, they're
2: like people, aren't they? They're like it's like a photograph.
1: Yeah, yeah, of them. So that kind of had a big influence on my castings for this, um, because I'm just like I can't unsee that now. (laughs) So. (laughs) I'm like you have to cast characters that kind of look like them. Um, so for Salone, um, I thought that Sophia Black—I don't—I'm I going to say it so wrong. Sophia Black De Deelia. I think is how you pronounce it. She was. She had a part in in Gossip Girl. I don't know what else she's been in.
0: Okay, but I recognize her.
1: Yeah, she I feel like she's been in a few things. And I thought she would be a really good salon. And it talked about her having um curly hair, but even the picture on the back didn't really show like curly, curly hair. It showed more like wave wave curls. Yeah, like beach waves. Yeah, like beach wave curls. Um, so I thought she would be a really good pick or um I think again I'm gonna butcher the name. I think it's uh is it Maya? I don't know if you say how you pronounce it. Maya Mitchell. It's M-A-I-A Mitchell. Okay. Yeah. And I thought she would also be a really good pick for Stallone.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Mm. For sure. Those are really great picks, Liz. Yeah. Did you,
1: guys, did you guys have anybody else?
0: Nope. <laughs>
2: no. <laughs> no, those, those are really good. Um, yeah.
1: James was really hard for me. I don't know why, but I just felt like everybody who I thought of, I'm like, "Eh, it doesn't really match because he has a very, like, specific personality. Like, he's very cocky, but then, like, he also, like, has, like, a soft spot. And I'm like, not everybody can kind of play that role. Um, But, and he's not an actor. Well, I think maybe he's been in some stuff. He's a comedian. Matt Reif. Yeah, <laughs> Reed Re, Re likes that pick,
0: <laughs>
1: but he kind of has that kind of like I can
0: see that. Yeah, he,
1: he's funny, but like Pretty cocky. Boy. He that's kind of his. Yeah, like he, he looks like him, and he he has that kind of personality already. So I feel like he could play the character very well.
2: Yeah, that's a good pick. I can. <laughs> I like that pick. was <laughs> uh, <Reanna. Rears laughs> like
1: nobody else.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I really like him as a comedian. He's really funny. I find him on TikTok sometimes. Yeah.
1: Um, for Miller, I thought somebody like, um. Oh my gosh, I'm so bad at pro- pronouncing names. I'm so sorry. I'm going to like screw this up again. Avon Jogia. Jojia? It's A-V-A-N and then last name
2: J-O-G-I-A.
1: He was from Victorious. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he would play a really good Miller. Or, again, Jordan Fisher. I love Jordan Fisher. I just want to cast him in every movie.
0: (laughs) I like both of those picks a lot. Yeah, those are good picks too. Good job, Um, Melissa. I got no picks.
1: (laughs) If if you, if you get yeah, if you guys have anybody chime in, but I'll keep going if not.
2: no I'll keep going. I like your picks. Um,
1: <laughs> realm uh for realm Realm was also really hard cuz throughout the whole book I was picturing Robbie Emil, amel uh, or he's been in a lot of stuff too. Um and that's who I just had in my head like the whole time. And then the book kind of screwed it up for me because at the end they say his brown eyes. They say something about he has brown eyes. And I was like, God dang it.
2: I can't <laughs> picture,
0: you know, contacts are a thing, right, Alyssa?
1: That is true. I, I can't know, picture him with long hair. Did it say Brown had long hair?
2: I'm pretty Did sure I he had that? long
1: hair. Oh I... man, I missed that.
2: I'm almost positive. Yeah, he said they said that he had like, shoulder-length hair, I'm pretty sure.
1: Interesting. Okay, that throws me off even more now. <laughs> Great. Good job. Well, there's, a, there's another person that I thought of, and maybe he might look good with long... I know he's, they said he had curly hair. I don't remember them saying it was long. And long I might have, is relative. Yeah. Long is relative, to. Well, if they said shoulder-length, I don't know. But uh, Noah Centineo? Centineo? I think he's from... He was actually in... Um, a book that we're going to be doing later on. It's to all the boys I've loved before. They they did a um, movie.
0: Yeah, he could definitely have shoulder length hair.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, if if Rom has shoulder length hair, then him he's probably a better a better pick.
2: Although at the end of the book, it also mentions that he didn't he dye his hair blonde. Hmm.
0: It's fine. Don't overthink it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can figure it out. I feel like there's a shade of blonde that anybody could pull off. That's I mean, true. You just have to find the right shade.
2: <laughs> That's so... true. That's true.
1: <laughs> we'll make it work. We're going to go with it. Um, For Roger, I was thinking Dacker Mon- Montgomery.
0: Dacker. We just watched Elvis. I didn't realize Dacker was in that. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I did not like the movie. Ugh, it was... Oh not great in my opinion just my opinion but it was two hours and 39 minutes and it felt like it raced so quickly through a lot of elvis's life and then Mm -hmm. focused on a lot of weird parts of it so i don't know it it wasn't my favorite but when dacre came on i was like oh
1: (laughs) oh yeah but it's like i feel bad for wanting him to play roger but i feel like he plays a bad guy so well
2: he does yeah, I. It was he a bad guy in that movie? Dacker, the one that you're. No. Yeah. no but he Elvis. played a very small part. I don't know. I can't picture him being like a super bad guy. The I did picture he someone was a super bad Roger. guy in Stranger Things. <laughs> he wasn't that bad. He was. Wow, Reed. No, How he bad do you being, gotta be? <laughs> he was okay. Pause. He he. He wasn't himself like it wasn't it wasn't his actions
0: but But he acted it
1: himself (laughs) he was so mean
2: no and he he acted it regardless himself
1: (laughs) yeah that was towards the end though like ultimately he did a good thing but like previously before he became a really bad guy he was
2: still a bad guy he was a not a i wouldn't say he was a bad he was a player he was like a fleas ball what is wrong with you re
0: with his
1: sister in the car putting her life in danger he like called her names and was I just so that. mean to her you have to watch
2: it again yeah, Rhiannon. yeah i don't remember that at all i remember they didn't have like a good relationship but i thought it was just like a brother sister you know like oh i don't like you because you're you know now my <laughs> <laughs> Step brother, you know, I don't we know. Did not treat each other like no. that yeah. You gotta go back and watch. We're all that again. sisters, like. Also, I don't know if we mentioned that we're
0: talking about Stranger Things.
2: <laughs> In case anybody is lost on that. <laughs> Obviously, need to go back because I didn't see him as that bad of a guy, but apparently, he was an awful person. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh my well... gosh.
1: Um, okay. Anyway, I, I have two more. Oh, <laughs> I, have I did two more, and I'm good. Oh, I did have picture one for somebody.
2: Work. Yeah, I pictured somebody for Roger. Um, the only thing with with Roger, they said he had black hair, didn't they?
1: Yeah, like really dark. I think yeah,
2: black hair, like black hair. So they would have to dye their hair. But oh my goodness, I can't remember. He's from Stranger Things as well. He was from the the latest season. He was the bad guy. He was.
0: Oh yeah, Jamie Cam, Jamie um, Campbell, yeah, Campbell? Bauer. Jamie Campbell Bauer. yeah, yeah.
2: That's I can who actually I really see
0: that, yeah, because I feel like the description of Roger was also that he was pretty, you know, skinny-ish, slinky kind yeah, of, so. and um, and Jamie Campbell Bauer just has that like skinny face. You know, yeah. that lanky body. Back,
1: put some grease in his hair, just make him look li- really Bleasy. like greasy and gross. And <laughs> yeah, I could see that. That's a good one. I like it. Um, I had, so for Lacey, I was thinking Sabrina Carpenter. Because mm-hmm. it, it talked about her just being like very, like a blonde, like very feisty. Yeah. And I was just like, I feel like she could just pull that off so, so easily. Yeah, definitely. I could see that. Uh, And then my last um, person that I pictured was Dr. Warren. And when I went on, like, the fan casting, I don't remember exactly who they had, but it was, like, um, she was an older actress, and I think she was, like, in her, like, 60s or or something, and I was just like, uh. The way that they described Dr. Warren, like, when Sloane first met her, they said that she said something that she didn't even look real. Like, she looked, like, she was in awe of her, and then she had like this full face of makeup and and all that. And I'm just like, I don't see her as like that like an older doctor. I see her as like a maybe like 40s, like 30s, late 30s, 40s doctor. Yeah. Um. So I was thinking Carla, uh, Gugino. Gugino. She's the mom and Spy Kids.
0: Oh yes, I can see that. Mm. Yeah.
1: I just feel like and like she's very sophisticated and yeah like yeah she could I feel like that would be perfect
2: that's a really good pick lots of good yeah mystery. all right Lisa. <laughs> yeah that was those are really good picks
1: thank you I'm proud of myself
2: <laughs> you should be
1: I'm gonna make my own movie
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the only way to get it done right right how,
1: how do we how do we pick up the rights to that let's get it done <laughs>
0: produced by books between sisters Ooh, <laughs> i like it <laughs> well awesome well thank you uh all of our listeners for listening in again to this week's podcast uh that our next episode is going to be um awesome because we have another guest that will be joining us our first guest mm-hmm. of 2023 mm-hmm. And off right? yeah, and that is going to be Julie Hogue. And Julie is the author of um, a young adult romance book called Hungry Hearts. And so uh, that is what we are looking forward to discussing with Julie when she is here with us. And Um, That episode should be um, posting on January 24th. So uh, we look forward to being back with you guys in a couple of weeks. Until then, bye. 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 You for listening to Books Between Sisters. If you are a book lover and enjoyed our discussion, we'd love to hear more from you. Please feel free to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, or both, at BBS underscore pod.
1: You can also send us book suggestions or questions at sisters pod
2: at gmail.com. Or if you'd like, you can find us on kofi.com forward slash BBS podcast. If you want to buy us any coffee, books, or just donations of any kind.